0: Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey, And I'm Detta. Hi, everybody. Hello, peoples. We are coming to you hot from the surface of the sun. It is Woo-hoo. warm here. <laughs> it is warm in Seattle. I don't want to complain yet, though, because of the forecast that it's supposed to get to almost 90 next week. Yeah. And I was like, cool, 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 tight, tight, tight. Right. I have a little pool if you want to come by. I might.
1: Good. I am. I'm on my own this week because Kimmy is- me.
0: I would love to. The back
1: deck Can you would. get in the pool. Yes. Let's do it. Incredible. <laughs> I'm here I'm Monday, there. Thursday, Friday, baby. Woohoo. And because it's hot, we have the door open and we're not in a studio. If we were in my studio or that little room that we used to be in, oh my God, we'd be so hot. It'd be steaming. (laughs) So you might hear lawn work going on in the background because it's Sunday and everybody's home and they're doing their thing.
0: Pretend you're out for a walk in your neighborhood or something. There you go. There you go. Hi. Hi. How are you? You said you had some bath. I do. I want to... Anybody who will sit still long enough, I want to tell about the new season of Dimension 20.
1: What is Dimension
0: me? 20 is a D&D show on Dropout TV. It is is DM'd, generally speaking, by Brendan Lee Mulligan, who is incredible. And this season is a Dungeons and Drag Queens oh. four-episode season. I have heard about And it's got Monet Exchange, and it's got Jujubee and it's got Alaska Thunderfuck, and it's got Bob the Drag Queen, all of whom (laughs) I adore. I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't realize how heartwarming it was going to be, not because of the content necessarily, but because you forget that Brennan is not always working with seasoned players, Mm. but he also worked at like a LARP camp and he likes to teach kids how to play D&D. So he's got this incredible amount of patience, but also this ability to be like supportive without being condescending or patronizing because he's also just like an angel among human beings. I love him so much. Basically, they've never played before or not since middle school. Right. And they're all grownups now watching them learn how to play, watching them get excited about the story and the, the like mission. Watching Brennan be so excited to teach is so beautiful and good. I
1: think I have to watch this because then too, I also have not played well since exactly. high school. Exactly, I could
0: relearn. My mom straight up was like, "I am learning so much. I learned so much watching the other ones too, but I'm learning so much here because like he really has to break it down. Mm. And I might never play, but I'm now will know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So that's pretty exciting. That is awesome. I want to try to get a set of lasers and feelings, which is a fun TTRPG because I think my mom would be able to sort of handle the rules of it because you roll one type of dice and it's got two mechanics and that's it. It's very cool. So, Anyway, Dungeons and Drag Queens on Dimension 20. If you don't subscribe to Dropout, it's $5 a month. This is not an ad. They did not ask me to do this. I'm not sponsored or anything. But it's like $5 a month and even if you just get it to see dungeons and drag queens this month, I would I would say that it's worth the 5 bucks.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Dropout TV. Okay
0: dropout.tv. Can you get it on Roku or is it only on internet? It's on Roku. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I watch it. Doing it.
1: It's really good. I just have to tell all of our listeners that Corey just sat here and did a fishtail braid, (laughs) which is absolutely drop dead gorgeous and awesome. And I just kept thinking of all the magic you could like weave into that when you were doing it. I need to learn that one. And it's perfect for today's episode. I was thinking
0: about be focused. Be focused. Be focused the whole time. See? Yeah,
1: I'd love that. It's, I love not magic. So I can teach you this. Much. It's so easy. I love this one. Yeah. Because we're talking about Ursula today.
0: We are. We're doing another episode yes. of our Witches and Media series. Just mm-hmm. mermaid. I don't want to get us away too
1: quickly if mm-hmm. you were not finished with your battle, Oh, I'm done. Okay. Right you right. let
0: me keep talking about that and I will <laughs> never, ever stop. So it's probably best if you just kind of cut it off okay. the cast now.
1: All right. I'm really excited to look it up.
0: Yeah. Now I have a question for you. Okay. Do we want to do library stuff or do we want to head straight out to the fire? Gosh. I guess we could give some context from the old-timey Yeah, in the library. Sure. Let's go to the library, okay. and, and then we can drop our resources. We'll pass through, Okay, and then we'll yeah. head out to the pool, which is by the bonfire. Yeah.
1: We'll stand at the lectern. We won't sit down and get comfortable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The lectern. I know that you said lectern, but my brain tra- changed it to pulpit and i was like that's wrong Corey. that's deeply incorrect they're kind of the same lectern
1: is what you stand on uh-huh. and the podium podium yeah is what you so i really meant stand at the podium my brain
0: way. skipped over podium and went straight to pulpit so
1: i love it la la hey my resources are hans christian anderson mm-hmm. originally I revisited some Greek and not Roman. Yes, Roman? No, no. Just Greek mythology and in my old books and stuff like that. I went to movie spoilers because I haven't seen the new live-action version yet. Full disclosure, neither have I. Yeah. And so I wanted to read up and see if it was any different. I know Melissa McCarthy is playing Ursula with a lot more depth and three-dimensional, of course. It's also live action, so that's a teeny bit easier as well. And then I also went to
0: Screen Rant.
1: I think that's it. I think those are all my sources.
0: I've heard some good stuff about, for example, the song Kiss the Girl has been updated. It has it? Uh, because it was not holding up great. And I've heard that there's some really excellent like relationship building between mm. Ariel and Eric that wasn't there in the animated movie. Oh, thank goodness. And like more context clues as to the fact that his castle is actually in the Caribbean islands.
1: Whoa.
0: R.E. sugar, things like that. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. But I know some stuff, and I'm excited to see it. I am too. I never... There's a couple that I haven't seen of the live-action remakes because The Lion King disappointed me so badly. Mm. But I am excited to see this one just on principle.
1: Yes. Yes, I agree. And I hear... That Haley, Haley is freaking phenomenal. Oh. And her co stars are talking about how freaking phenomenal she is. One
0: of the funny interviews I saw with Melissa McCarthy was like, I had to listen to these incredible performers sing in little buds in my ears. And then I had to sing and I don't sing. So I had to sing after hearing them sing. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> it was just really cute. Oh my gosh. I'm sure she does amazing.
1: I'm, yeah. Yeah. I think I've heard her sing before. Silly singing. Yes. Like in movies and stuff.
0: Do you have any resources? I just want to talk a little bit about Ariel okay. in the for, in the book itself because the story is okay. deeply, deeply different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So different. And I don't know
1: if you all have seen the 1970s, 1980s cartoon that was on TV that they played on TV of the Hans Christian Andersen Little Mermaid. It is based on the book mm-hmm. and it follows the book completely and totally.
0: So kind of like the animated Hobbit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Probably of that same time period. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen that either, but now I would like to. No. I haven't read this book since I was very small and don't remember very much of it. I just remember being like, that's a bummer to yeah. a humongous degree. Yeah. <laughs> but in The Little Mermaid. One of the things about Ariel is that she doesn't just want Air, the prince. She also wants, she learns about the concept of the human soul, and she wants a soul. And one of the stipulations of the trade to get the feet is that if he loves her back, she'll get a soul and get to live forever in heaven. Yeah.
1: And the mermaids only live 300 years, yes. and then they turn into sea foam.
0: yes. And so, spoiler alert, when he doesn't love her back and he marries someone else, she doesn't get a soul. But when she dies, when she crashes on the sea foam, she becomes like a land spirit, and her selfless act gets her the ability to buy her way into heaven with good deeds, basically, which is such, <laughs> I have, I'm trying not to let my feelings about that whole system eke into my tone, but I simply can't help it. She can spend the next 300 years doing good deeds to, Let her soul live forever in heaven. So that's a thing. And also another thing is that she, I actually drew a little eye roll emoji about that, by the way.
1: (laughs) I was so annoyed. Before you move on, can I add to that? There is someone, and I cannot remember who it is, but a modern day writer, female writer who was just like, really, Hans, you had to do the... Oh, if you're good, I can, you know, or you can do all these good mm-hmm. deeds, and I think that is for three hundred years that she has to do that. Yep. And I, I think the book says she becomes an air spirit.
0: Yes. Which I find is
1: bizarre, yes. since did I say she's not a spirit? water
0: spirit? I meant air spirit. So, you're right. Oh, oh,
1: I think spirit yeah. of the elements is yeah. yeah. What I that's what I heard you say. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, it, go ahead. But the only
0: other thing I have about original Ariel is that one of the stipulations of the deal was also that she would have legs and they would let her dance like no human has ever danced ever. But it would feel like she was stepping on knives with every single step she took. It was very much about you can have this thing, but there is an extreme cost. And also she didn't take her voice in the book. She took her tongue. Yeah. Which so is this- very like Titus Andronicus of her.
1: Yeah. So she could not speak.
0: Yeah, Hans was a, yeah. I have also heard that The Little Mermaid was actually in a sort of autobiographical love confession to the man that Hans Christian Andersen was in love with. Oh. Which is beautiful and sad. Look it up. Came I out agree. around the same time as some very, very romantic and heartbreaking letters he wrote to this man. Oh. Yeah. Wow. History oh. will call them friends. History will call them friends. The thing I wanted to say yes. about
1: Ariel, which this might be for bonfire stuff, so I'll just mention it here and maybe we can talk about it fully, but I have a slight comparison to Ariel and Sandy in Greece. Oh, yes. <laughs> Speak on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the transformation to change so that the other person will love you mm-hmm. and what you have to sacrifice. Now, Ariel's sacrifice is much greater than Sandy's. Yeah. Kind is it though? It's, it's, dif- it? it's the but, same, but it's different in magnitude. It's, I think. it's different in magnitude, but it's still the same yeah. thing. She's still giving up who she who she is, who she fundamentally has been all of her life. Yeah. and maybe maybe that's okay because you know she's eighteen, and we're supposed to grow and change yeah. anyway. And she learned this new stuff, so it the Sandy transition or transformation never yeah. disturbed me as much. The one
0: one thing about, and this is not about to become a Grease podcast, I promise, but the one thing about that, too, that I always thought was like, here's what makes it not as bad as it could be, Mm -hmm. is that Danny does join the track team. Yeah.
1: And he's done that as well. Yes.
0: But in the end, it looks very much like he's got her now, so he doesn't have to stay on the track team. Exactly. Which is, that is a bad message.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I wish we'd just left it at... He changed, and so she was okay. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) So that just kind of, that kind of rub,
0: it it rubs me the wrong way. I agree with you about that parallel for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also in the book, Ursula is not named Ursula. She's just called Sea Witch. Yep. And she lives in a very scary, dangerous part of the ocean. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That she has to go to.
1: Yeah. I guess one of the other reasons it really disturbed me about Ariel's shift and and it was the voice, not the tongue being <laughs> cut out, is that she sacrificed her magic, her magic, her gift. Mm-hmm. As witches, I think that we are asked to do that at a very young age before we realize what we're being asked to give up. In the book, she's 15. I don't know how old she is in the Disney version. Sixteen? No, she's not. It's
0: her birthday celebration at the beginning.
1: When they get to go... Up to the surface for the first time. Yeah. But she's been going for years yeah. without knowing.
0: She skips wow. out on that big music presentation for her 16th birthday. Oh, right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She's a child.
1: I hope to God they raised her age in the movie. Probably. Okay. Can but I- that's, that's what I, I just, it disturbs me so much that, and Disney does this over and over again. And not just Disney. It's like... Yeah, you magical, wonderful creature. There's a price to pay if you're going to use it. There's a, And really, we don't want you to have it, so we're going to take it. And it just like feeds into all the sovereignty that we're fighting for right now mm-hmm. as people with wombs, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. Can I yes. add to that Please. point? Because it's Please. amazing. In the book, when the prince... Betray is probably strong, but I'm going to say Betray because mm-hmm. he made it seem like he was going to... Announced that he was going to marry her and then he Mm -hmm. was talking about another woman and it's a whole thing. And it's like, how much did she infer? How much did he imply? It's a whole thing. Her sisters approach her that night and are like, here is your power has been taken ostensibly. Here is how you can get it back. The message of the ending grates me because it is instead of choosing to take her power back, Mm -hmm. she gives it all up.
1: And she gives it all up for this noble reason. She doesn't kill him. Right. Because that's how she would have to get it back. She'd have to stab him with a dagger and the blood would have to she and I are land different. on her feet. She
0: and I are different. I know, right?
1: <laughs> but she really, really loved him. And it disturbs, that also disturbs the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. Like, why couldn't she have just cut him and gotten yeah. some blood? And no, but no, the sea witch, again, making the sea witch so freaking evil. And for, to, to gain what? Yeah. Like, Hans doesn't say to gain what. So I'm, I'm curious now, but I didn't do it for this episode, to Mm -hmm. go back and research more of why he wrote it, because I had never heard that about the love letter to his, who he was in love with. So I wonder if there are a lot more symbols. But again, we're not really talking about that one. We're talking about Disney and the magic that Disney gave Ursula. I think I should go back and
0: read it again. Yeah. It's not a very long book. It's not. It's very short. Yeah, it's it's a fairy tale.
1: Okay, I think that's all I have for the library.
0: I have so much to say out at the pool. Let's get
1: there. (laughs) Let's go. Right, we're no longer at the bonfire. We're at the pool. Because it's fucking hot here.
0: And it's not even as hot as it's gonna get it's better than last year though i will say that it is by this time last year it was like 97 degrees or
1: something we we hit a record last year yeah the first one in 70 years we also haven't had any
0: wildfire smoke here which oh is nice.
1: knock on wood please
0: and we for those of you who are having them I'm sorry so sorry yeah a damp bandana around a mask yeah. around your face
1: and pure mist get that personal humidifier and put it on your face. Put
0: it right on your face. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Make it like you're cosplaying in like Tank Girl or something. Just lean into protecting yourself. Corey and I chatted before
1: we (laughs) started to record. We have so much to say about this. And we promise we're also going to relay it to witchcraft. Mm -hmm. All of this has to do with witchcraft because our witchcraft is us and Mm -hmm. we are our witchcraft. And yes, we draw from the elements and stuff, but... You know, the reason sometimes we, we get in our own way of our magic, which is why we clear blocks, and so it's so important to do that personal work, and a lot of this to me is really personal, and feminine. I'm, I am angry today.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> Room for the big feelings, Yeah,
1: ma'am. here come the big feelings. So how about you?
0: I have some stuff to talk about that on my notes I wrote, I promise there's a point. <laughs>
1: I love that. Yeah, and I will I will second that. Yeah, I and that, that is point. A point is,
0: here's how this relates to magic. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I want to talk first about the design of Ursula. I read a lot of articles and blog posts about interviews with the animators and designers of the Disney film. Ursula went through a lot of iterations. She went through a spiky sort of scary fish mermaid situation. She went through sort of a shark incarnation and she ended up in the incarnation we all know and love the purple with the white hair Mm. and in a very queer haircut and the like big drag makeup and the huge body and the many legs it is widely accepted that the makeup and design of the body and everything was based on the incredible and outrageous divine who was a drag queen who is in a lot of John Waters films, Mm -hmm. met an unfortunately quite tragic end, RIP to the great divine. She also played Mrs. Turnblad Mm -hmm. in Hairspray, Hairspray. Mm -hmm. things like that, the original Ricky Lake Hairspray. And her big, if you look at her makeup, if you look at Ursula's makeup, it is drag queen eyebrows. It is. It is big red lips. It It is large. We're going to get, I'm going to get to that whole thing in just a second, Mm -hmm. but first I want to talk a little bit about color theory. Mm. We talked a little bit about this with Maleficent. Yeah, we did. But I want to talk about color theory with Disney and its villains, because if you look at the villains, they always have something green, whether it's their eyes or something that is to represent the subconscious understanding of sickness and envy and greed. And then the purple is meant to represent ambition, luxury, those kinds of things. While both of those colors also have lush, like other meanings, like verdant and life and growth or royalty and majesty and wealth.
1: And spirituality. Spirituality,
0: things like that. What they want you to see is the, the negative side of those colors, which is why they're always got green eyes and purple clothes and whatever. Mad Madam Mim is basically purple, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she has green eyes. Mm -hmm. They went a few steps beyond that with Ursula. They also made her fat. Yeah. So we're going to talk about fat coding. Yeah, we're going to talk about fat coding. Basically, as if to say, oh, no, I wouldn't want to be like her. She's fat. I don't want to be like her in any kind of way. Demonizing fatness to subconsciously reinforce that weight has a moral correlation. Yep. Right. And then on top of that... Back to Divine and other things about Ursula, like I mentioned, her very gay haircut. Mm -hmm. She's queer-coded like many, many, many Disney villains. A lot of them. Most of them. This has a lot to do with... A lot of this came from, rather, the self-censorship laws in the early times of animation when homosexuality became forbidden to be portrayed in media, but you could portray stereotypes of queerness if they were the bad guy.
1: It's like you can totally have a lesbian or gay character
0: as long as they die. As long as they die. They have to die. exactly. There's a subconscious connection. Nobody outright says these characters are queer, Mm. but there's a subconscious connection that says my queerness makes me bad. I better hide it. My queerness makes me wrong. I better not show... These types of behaviors or characteristics, right? All of this to say, they have attributed all of these socially stigmatized things, as well as the psychology of color coding, with being a witch.
1: Yes, they have.
0: And if I can add to that,
1: yes, the evil older woman.
0: Yes, the the like yeah. evil crone, the the jaded, yep. bitter, jilted in some way, yeah, shape, jilted, or form. That's the word. I,
1: and, of course, it, the Broadway version of The Little Mermaid does a little bit more backstory mm-hmm. for Ursula, and she is the sister, and they were Triton, mm-hmm. and she were ruling. He got the trident, she got the conch shell, mm-hmm. and they were sharing power, and according to the Disney Broadway mm-hmm. version, she got greedy and wanted it all, and tried to take it over. So he banished her. And I want to talk about the banishing. But, but did not she right get now.
0: greedy, or did she just I become as powerful well, as? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Who said
1: she was greedy? This is what Disney said. Exactly. The Broadway Disney version. I've got another version that we'll talk about
0: Excellent. a little bit later. All mm. of this to say, they wanted to make people afraid of this yeah. type of person. By giving her very recognizable traits, further basically indoctrinating the idea that if you represent any of these things, you're evil and bad like a witch.
1: Like a woman. Yeah. People with wombs.
0: Yeah, women aren't allowed to look this way. If you haven't, again, I know I've banged this drum before on yeah, here. me too. But if you have not read Bitch Planet. Oh, yeah. You need to read Bitch Planet by S- Kelly Sue DeConnick. And they also, they're also saying, and not only is this
1: a witch and bad, you shouldn't have that power. Yeah. You shouldn't be allowed this to happen that fu- that power. You can't be responsible for it, which is why, I don't know if this is why? But there is a version, a book out called "Poor Unfortunate Soul" mm-hmm. by Serena Valentino. Do you know this one? I've sought a bunch of my research. Oh, and she writes about the fact that be- before Ursula was fully evil she actually chooses to to have octopus tentacles instead of the usual fishtails that mermaids have. And Triton betrays her because of this choice, banishing her from the kingdom. And she ends up adopted by a human family, only returning to the sea after his death and finding other witches she thinks will be able to help her defeat Triton in revenge. It's long after the return to the sea seeking out the witches that her storyline in the novel begins to line up with Ursula's storyline in the animated film. But if you had been cut out of your inheritance because of that, mm. wouldn't you want to come back and and take it back? Do something about it, yeah.
0: yeah. That's also, I think, timely now yeah. with all of the discourse around all of the trans discourse. Mm-hmm. This person chose to not be in the body that she was born in because of that was punished. And if that is not being mirrored in every single fucking house of legislation in this country right now, I don't know what is.
1: In minority ruled or closely
0: almost minority ruled. Yeah, it's it's bonkers. Yeah, there's a lot of really great stories about there about how Ursula is part of a coven of seven witches who Mm -hmm. rule the seven seas. There's a lot of... I think all of the women in Disney films who are villains, quote unquote, have richer backstories and could be extrapolated out mm-hmm. to have really interesting new canon created yeah. about them. None, I think, so much as Ursula. Yeah. I think there's such a wealth of content there yeah. that needs to be
1: But they're expanded. also almost all women with magical powers. Yes. Oh,
0: Because
1: yeah. Snow White's- stepmother and stepmothers and that's the other thing too Mm -hmm. the mom is gone the dad is the hero he's awesome and then the evil stepmother comes in and she has I I don't know how she has such magical power but she does but she's not in Snow White she is not called a witch she is the stepmother who has a queen Mm -hmm. who has magic and uses it for evil I know
0: you don't like horror I know you don't You need to watch the Never After season of Dimension 20.
1: Okay. Because
0: they talk about the stepmother. Okay. A lot. I really want to watch Dimension 20 after you talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. The Never After season goes okay. into a lot of really great stuff Wow, about the stepmother. Okay. Because she's fucking scary, but there's a lot of great stuff. And yeah. I don't want to give you anything because it'll be spoilery.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Awesome. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I think you should. <laughs> I also wanted to talk just a little bit. I haven't seen this movie either.
0: The Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea. I saw it when I was in college. I'm going to go watch it now. I want to go see it. I had a friend who was deeply into the Tinkerbell movies and the Barbie movies and like the Quills 2 stuff, Uh which is how I ended up seeing the second Beauty and the Beast movie. I didn't know there was a second Beauty and the Beast movie. Oh, my God. But it's fun. (laughs) But yeah, I have seen it and I remember watching it and getting furious. And I can't remember specifics super well, but Mm. I remember the feelings I had watching it.
1: When I was reading about it, I I was like, oh, this isn't going to be relevant to us. Ursula's already dead. But the fact is the main antagonist was Ariel's sister and her name is Morgana, Mm -hmm. which if you all don't know, a very powerful witch who lived in King Arthur's time, named Morgana, supposedly his half-sister... Sometimes the same woman as Morgan Le Fay, depending on what myth you read. Sometimes not. Some people like to try to make her on Morgan, which she is absolutely not. She is Morgana, again, a greedy woman who wants what's not hers. She wants half of the kingdom and and what she should have rightfully, you know, been born to. So of course this makes her evil. Yeah, and she is magic, and she has power, and she has power that other people in her world do not have, except Merlin. Yeah. And people like Merlin, people who use the magical arts that she somehow manipulates Arthur to ban. Yeah.
0: Anyway. And you can keep this in or you can cut it out, but I think you and I should definitely do a Witches and Media about Morgana in the show Merlin. I would love to do I that. love that show. I never finished it. I should finish it. That's one of my favorite actors, Eva Green. I love her. I freaking
1: adore her. Oh <sighs>
0: Yeah. I'm going to say something general and kind of reductive, but it is a theme Mm -hmm. in a lot of stories, which is that if a woman reaches for more, she's evil. Mm -hmm. And if a man reaches for more, he's a conqueror and an explorer and an adventurer and a hero.
1: Ambitious in all the right
0: ways. Yeah. 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 Again, generalizing and breaking it down to its its most basic components.
1: Which is also one of the reasons that I want to talk about Ursula. So mm-hmm. I have, I've heard a little bit about Melissa McCarthy's interpretation. Not a lot. I just hear it's really, really fabulous mm-hmm. and that it's complicated. And the only thing that I can think of because I once was an actor and I was once auditioning and I thought about the role of Ursula because
0: I want to play her. Was, so
1: I know, right? She was isolated. She was kicked out. She was alone. She was in a a difficult part of the ocean. I don't think they were lying. It was a bad part of the ocean. The only people she had to talk to were eels that were her friends. She was completely banished and isolated. And what that does to your brain, all of us have a little bit better of an understanding now because of COVID, you know, especially if you lived alone during COVID. And she did not have Zoom, everybody. She yeah. could not Zoom her friends. She had eels. Yes, she had eels. And so you're, you're dealing... What I think her journey is very much the journey that so many of us as witches right now with our magic are going through. Mm-hmm. And Disney has twisted it. <laughs> In a bad, yucky, icky way, which they always do with the witches. But she is powerful and she has magic. She's got not just the conch shell, but the she can conjure magic bubbles that allow her to spy on people. She uses the bubble to spy on Ariel. Divination. Can- what? Divination. Divination. Scrying. Yes. She can conjure magical contracts that when signed, they cannot be broken she can transform her body to be someone else, which we talk about with on Morrigan and- Zeus did it all the time. Yeah. And so she uses that magic to get what she wants, which is her rightful place back. They tilt it, you know, to the the evil, but she's got all this amazing magic. Mm -hmm. And if she'd just been- I I don't know if I can say if she hadn't been abused, but
0: yeah, I guess I, do you think, yeah. I think that if she hadn't been abandoned by her family and kicked out to the reaches of nowhere and isolated from everyone, yeah. And to that point, may I say, if you're thinking she could have chosen not to do bad things, I agree. I agree with that. And in the real world I very much agree with that. There's oh, yeah. a lot the of real like world. apologism for for instance people who go on, I don't know, killing sprees and they're like they were blah 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 when they were kids and it's like a lot of kids who get abused don't go on killing sprees. But in fiction when it's for a story and for a lesson. Yeah. When a woman goes through all of that shit and then comes out this like bright light of goodness and overcoming it like that is false, and it is unfair to her. It takes away the opportunity for her to feel her rage and feel her feelings and feel anything but, like, they t- it turns her into a sort of this fictional glorified divine being that is impossible to achieve, and this big enlightened thing and and it takes away any opportunity for the processing of feelings when she has been wrong.
1: And I think that Disney does that too by showing oh. only the dark it's you know what it is? It's the separation of your shadow shadow self mm-hmm. and it's it's illuminated self. Illuminated self. Your are yeah. enlightened. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Instead of Them being together, which is what we as witches are always working to do. And I know other humans are working on it too. Yeah. Nobody's all good and
0: all bad. Yeah.
1: Many of us, and we know this for a fact, especially with the Me Too movement, how many women and actually men too? People, yeah. People, trans people and people with wombs and people, you know, all people have been abused physically and sexually and mentally abused yeah anything i can do i just think it's really important not to leave the men who go through that as well out of out of this when you take away one part of that from a person they aren't a person anymore
0: yeah it dehumanizes them completely yes yeah
1: and it allows people to continue to abuse and hurt them or to kill them or to deny them rights in society and to banish them.
0: Yeah. And I think there's also something in fairy tales and, and particularly content designed for children that really underestimates children. Oh, yeah. Because they, people think we can't introduce complicated concepts to children. Of course you can. Yeah. And you should. Yeah. Because the sooner you start learning about complicated concepts, the more capable you are of understanding the world. Yeah. Because not, nothing is binary except for perhaps the zeros and ones of code, right? And that's I'm sure changing <laughs> I don't know man. right now yeah. in our
1: yeah, very existence. And by doing that, and by not honoring that child and by not giving them those complicated concepts, you leave them a little bit defenseless. Yeah. And I think sometimes parents do that on purpose. Yeah. Because they shouldn't have had children. <gasps> and... There you go. They're fucking evil. You know, I think that is true sometimes. And that right there is taking away our magic. And, and then it takes us a long time mm-hmm. and all this healing that we're all doing in order to get it back. Yep. I think that's Ursula's journey. Can I think I, that's why she's important.
0: Can I tail onto yes, that please. whole thing about so I have a little bit about her magic stuff and it on the heels of that, people ostracize her until they need her for yes. something. Right? And they then yes. and then they get mad when there are consequences for welching on a deal. She lays out the terms. She is not sneaky in any kind of no. way about the term. She's not hiding nope. the costs. She's not. So people get mad at her when she upholds the deal and the consequences that were aforementioned come to pass. Yeah, People are mad at her and don't touch her and don't come to her until they need her for something. There are, that's an analogous with sex work, for example. We see yeah. that all the time. Oh, people want to yeah. legislate against sex work until they want to get their rocks off. So, oh, they want to legislate yeah. against it, even though even they though are yeah, it's very hypocritical. <laughs> it's very same thing with abortion. Yeah, you know, we know all the yeah, yeah, we all know this. And not to put too fine a point on it, but Triton also does magic. It's just that the double standard is that his magic is sort of portrayed as like divine. It's this bright, shining trident that is like. Powerful and and godly and and he's a symbol of his status, and what is he? Is a big old white guy that looks like God, right? Like the Western yeah. concept of God. Yeah, that's on purpose.
1: And he destroys his child's yeah passion. Yeah, rather than trying to understand, it. he goes into that cave. He could have talked to her. Yes. And instead, he just destroys it all. He could have shared it with her. He could have talked about how this is why this could be dangerous to you. This yeah. is
0: why we have these rules. And even like open-ended questions like, what do you love about him? Yeah. That that question alone. Like, I understand that you are in love with this person. What about them? Like, yeah. that alone indicates I am interested. I care about you. But I want you to come to your own conclusion about why this yeah. is perhaps a dangerous idea. What about the fact that, did you talk to him? Did you, did talk you get to, to know
1: him? Yeah. Don't you think that's important to do that rather right. than just seeing somebody and all yeah. of a sudden, you know.
0: Yeah. But where his power is portrayed in that sort of divine way, mm-hmm. Ursula's is in a more quote-unquote pagan mm-hmm. way, which is like in the dirt and in the craft of magic. There's the cauldron and the, and the ingredients and the and the stuff that is perhaps less socially acceptable to work with. Well, and, and so the- this is like just a really clearly pointed disparagement of people who are pagan or outside of God Daddy's light or whatever right. the fuck. The conch shell, yeah. which
1: is where so much of her magic is, is a combination of so many elements. Yes. Which is what we all work with. And he has one.
0: Yeah. metal. And it, and it is, and I don't think this should be ignored A weapon. It is. His magical focus, his arcane focus, if we're talking D&D terms, is a weapon.
1: Hers is a home. Here's the other thing, too, that I think could have been interesting. Ariel never negotiates. No! The witch lays out these terms. She agrees to sign the contract. Why not negotiate?
0: She also tells Ariel, hey, you want this? Men ain't shit, actually. And here are the reasons why it's bad up there. Yeah. Yeah, she does warn her. She says- She totally warns her. Men want you for your looks, and they want you to shut up. And Ariel's like, sounds good. Yeah. I know, right? (laughs) This is
1: why I'm so concerned about the remake. I'm really
0: hoping they updated it. They updated Cinderella in such a beautiful way. Did they? Yeah. I loved that Mm -hmm. live action. Also, Kate Blanchett. (laughs) <laughs> uh. But yeah, if they did as good a job with this as they did with Cinderella, I'll be, I'll be happy.
1: Oh, good. I hope they did. Yeah. I think Melissa McCarthy's a really good first step. Mm-hmm. And I also think their casting of Ariel is a really great step. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. We need this, people. We yeah. need representation like this. We need to be seen in. <sighs> we need to be seen. Everybody needs to be seen.
0: This is, yeah. And it's just such a beautiful example of like, Toxic masculinity hurts everyone mm-hmm. because- And it takes away the power of witches. in the Or world, tries to. In the world of the animated film, the things that Ursula is saying about society are true. And that's not fair to the good men that exist in that world. Yeah. But societally, she's not wrong.
1: She's really talking about the patriarchy-
0: Yeah, exactly. Not just men. And I think
1: it's really important for us- Women are part of the problem of patriarchy. Oh, yeah. Because, and I know we've said they benefit from it, but I just Particularly white women. Really, yes. Particularly white women really, really, really benefit from the status quo and they really benefit from patriarchy and they really benefit from hiding their magic because- let us not fool ourselves, everyone. Yeah. Those women are practicing magic in some way, shape, or form, whether it's through prayer under the guise of Christian, or, or I won't even say the guise, the reality of a Christian deity. Yeah. You know, just the same as us
0: who work with deities. It's not just white men. No. It's a lot of white women. And the thing, the, one of the most successful scams, and I, this is not new, I did not make this up, I've read this in many, many books, mm-hmm. is like one of the greatest scams enacted to continue the oppression of fems and thems is the making comfortable mm. of white women. Yep. Because it's, it creates an environment where it's, that's not happening to me, so it can't be happening. Yeah. Remember that when people tell you about oppressions that they are experiencing, You don't just listen to them. You have to believe them.
1: Yeah, you do.
0: Ursula had nobody to listen to her. And so she made the best of a bad situation, got punished for it. And then they made her look like she was this scary beast hellbent on like world domination when I think that's really derivative. But that's
1: just me. It's pretty one-sided. Very, very one-dimensional. This is why I'm excited to see Melissa's.
0: Yeah, we should. We should. When it comes out on Disney Plus, we should watch it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, it's a date. It's a date. It's a date. So this won't be easy easy to do underwater, but do you want to send up some spark? Yeah, let's do it. Okay.
1: I am going to ask you if you have the means to donate to the ASPCA or the animal shelter of your choice in honor of my dear, fabulous, wonderful brother who had his magic stolen from him at a very young age and unfortunately was never able to quite recover it completely for himself. That is the one thing he asked when he passed rather than Honoring him with flowers or condolences or stuff like that, donate to an animal shelter because he loved, adored, and took care of animals just as much as me, including raccoons, and (laughs) stray sheep that he'd find. And if you have any means, a buck or five or a hundred, find your local shelter and go ahead and donate. And his name was Marty Dean Irvin. That's my spark right there.
0: You could also volunteer your time. Oh, yeah. People need help keeping those animals happy because yeah. they're also isolated. Yeah. Go walk the dogs. Pet the cats. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And what's yours? Oh, mine is the Human Rights Campaign. The Human Rights Campaign. So wow. when this came out, them. it's a couple of days or a day. Time means nothing. It's been a couple of days. Since SCOTUS fucked up yet again. Affirmative action is what we're talking about if you're listening to yeah. this in the future. The whole day was bad. Affirmative it action was. is gone. Businesses can now oh. refuse to sell to queer people. Mm-hmm. And oh. also the student loan forgiveness has been shot down.
1: Yes. And unions can be people who strike during can be sued for, Terrific. for money to recoup we're in hell. the corporation. So are-
0: to help us... As a group, a human group in this country. And may I just say the majority of humans? Yeah. Yeah. If you can, and this is not even necessarily financially, go to hrc.org slash resources. They have all kinds of links and a newsletter and ways to get involved, phone banking, all kinds of all kinds of stuff. So please check that out. And also, if you're able in your like local area, keep yourself safe, obviously, but see if there are any grassroots organizations in your local area that you can be a part of, whether that's just getting their newsletter or maybe a quarterly or monthly donation of some kind. Obviously, keep yourself safe, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's rough out there and we've been told for decades that it was going to get rough out there and nobody listened because they were comfortable. And now things are getting really, 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 really bad. So please check out the humanrightscampaign.org and help spread the word about things that you can do to help. And you'll get a really cool blue sticker with yellow lines. A <laughs> <The> little <laughs> equal sign on there. Yeah. So.
1: I love that group. Thank you, Corey. That's awesome.
0: I like the HRC. Also, the ACLU is great. I think I've shouted them out before. Please check them out. They've got a lot of frickin' pokers in the fire right now. Boy, do they. Yeah. Irons. Irons in the fire. That's the expression. I was like, what's the word? I I can't find it. I good. You know, (laughs) pokers. They got a lot of irons in the fire right now about the bullshit going on. And that's regarding all kinds of things. We had one really great victory with ICWA, and now everything is falling mm-hmm. apart. But at least we still have the right to vote. And one yeah, of the things goodness. that
1: I think we're going to be asked to vote on is term limits for the Supreme Court justices. There should be. And in my opinion, we should vote for the Supreme Court justice. I don't think they should be appointed. 100%. And I know that's hard. They should, everybody who's taken, you know, actual true bribes- <laughs> Should be disqualified. Uh, Should, for one thing, I think all of their votes should be, you know, nulled and redone. I think it should all be revisited the same way you do with police officers who you found out put in false evidence. All of their cases get revisited. I think every single one of their cases should be revisited. They are being bought. It's, we see it. There's receipts. It's, and they're just
0: like, oh, but we can. So thanks. Yeah. We need to make an environment where... They can't.
1: We do. So,
0: so vote. Vote. Yeah. Vote. Okay. Believe people when they tell you things about their experiences and vote. Believe them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> go be magic, everybody.
1: Yeah. Go be like Ursula.
0: Go, go, <laughs> go exercise your power. Yeah. And until next time, be well.
1: Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast.
1: You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at
0: bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341 Seattle, Washington 98116.
1: And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at Podcast at gmail.com.
0: Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah. And if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your
1: name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe.
0: We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide.
1: To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.